Welcome to the Rural Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Larson. Today we're in Prairie Grove, Arkansas with Zach and Laura Krause, creators and owners of Flamingo Springs Trailer Resort. Zach and Laura are sharing how they decided to quit their multiple jobs in LA, sell their stuff, and ultimately move to Arkansas and open up a trailer resort that is really as awesome as it sounds. From AstroTurf to Atari to a BB gun range, they have thought of all the details in making Flamingo Springs an incredible, fun, and relaxing experience for their guests. So here we go with Zach and Laura Krause. All right. Well, we're here in Prairie Grove, Arkansas with Zach and Laura Krause of Flamingo Springs Trailer Resort. Guys, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Tell us a little bit about you guys. Did you guys grow up here? Um, I actually grew up in Arkansas, but the other side of the state. I'm originally from eastern Arkansas. I went to school in Arkansas, and then I moved out to California where I met Zach after college. Um, He's originally from Wisconsin, had gone to California for graduate school, and we met out there, and then we moved back to Arkansas, um, Northwest Arkansas after we're married. You actually have a pretty fun story or fun life that you <laughs> lived in California. So tell us a little bit about that before we dive into this. Where do we begin? It was fun. We slept a lot later. We didn't have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I went out there to, uh, what, 2007. I moved out there to, to study acting and go to grad school at Cal State Fullerton. And then after that, I moved to L.A., where I uh, had several jobs at the same time. I taught uh, film theater related things at Riverside Community College and bartended at several places, which is where I met Laura specifically. Um, and then when we met, we uh, almost immediately afterwards started selling, uh, I guess, home goods, mm-hmm. kitsch crafty stuff out of a out of a vintage travel trailer that we had remodeled together and we did pop-ups at the flea markets Mm -hmm. and Rose Bowl and Long Beach things like that that's how we got into the trailer world a 1952 Hanson love bug the honeymoon edition (laughs) (laughs) that we accidentally happened upon by a trade on Craigslist we got this Bronco that he had to have for like a beach car and 88 it, Ford Bronco I always wanted one and then I had one and it, it wouldn't start ever no, so we found this mechanic that wanted the Bronco and he had this Cantam and wanted to trade so we're like okay maybe we can do something with that since it doesn't have a motor that we know nothing about so <laughs> we also knew nothing about trailers but lots was, of YouTube videos yeah Oh, yeah, we've learned. I don't we've know how anybody did anything before YouTube. Right? I, guess, Seriously. I guess they read more. Yeah, probably. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have all of those books that we get at garage sales that no one uses. It's like how to wire a house and how to fix your plumbing, but they're more books. just I have to become books. decorative. No, you don't. I do. I learned how to fix our plumbing with one of those mm-hmm. books. <laughs> and YouTube. <laughs> and maybe, maybe also YouTube. So how did this trailer in California evolve into eventually what has now become Flamingo Springs Trailer Resort? Well, uh, I guess, I mean, from from towing the trailer uh, to pop-ups and flea markets and things like that, we 
sort of found that there was this community of people that, that loved these things. And people would stop by just because they wanted to see the trailer and they wanted to talk about the trailer. They wanted to know everything about the trailer. So, um, so we realized at that point that there's, there's something here with these things that people just love. And the nostalgia uh, of the whole thing. Yeah, you see a lot of them now um, with clothing boutiques and things, but back then you didn't see them. So it was eye-catching for people. And I think a lot of it, too, was didn't really have anything to do with the trailer. I think we happened upon the trailer, but it was more of this project for us. Um, we met bartending together. We've always worked together. And so it was building something together from scratch and creating this whole thing. And that's how it started with, we started with us working together and then on the trailer we were just working together to build something. Yeah, test. I mean, yeah, no, just, just to reiterate on that, we had, we decided, uh, when we quit both of our jobs in LA and sold most of our stuff and moved to Arkansas to plan our wedding basically and then to try to figure out the next phase of our life, we had decided that we didn't know what we were going to do but we wanted to build something together, like Laura said, and be able to um, raise a family with each other and not not send him off every day for eight hours and we wanted to be a part of that mm-hmm. and so. we believe in working hard I mean we've worked so hard on this thing and then throughout the journey I've cleaned houses and Zach's waited tables and we've both had to do side gigs so we're able to pull this whole thing off but at the end of the day we're not you know, sitting at desks doing jobs that we're miserable doing and we get to be with our son and we're very grateful for that. That's That was part of the goal of this whole thing. So how did you eventually decide on the location? We, uh, Laura uh, actually was hired um, here in Northwest Arkansas to work on a movie called Parker's Anchor. Uh, this, this girl, Jenica, that I went to college with. Um, she knew what we did with the Little Yellow Typewriter, our mobile business, and asked if she thought my wife would be interested. So Laura applied and got hired, and uh, we spent about a month, maybe six weeks, here in Northwest Arkansas, and she worked very hard on the film, and I did not. I drove around and, <laughs> and fell in love with the landscape and the area. Uh, we looked prior in, in Nashville, Spent a lot of time looking in Nashville. Couldn't find what we wanted. Couldn't find anything close enough to the city that we could afford. afford. Um, So, you know. And here I got to work with um, so many people in the art scene of Fayetteville. And right now there's just this movement here of all these people that are working so hard to make it a priority in the city. And um, you've got so much going on in the art world. So it was really cool to be a part of that because it's a kind of a groundbreaking thing right now. Um, and so many people were so kind and inviting and welcoming. And so while he drove around and saw the beauty of the state, I got to deal with um, the people here and the hospitality here. And I think those two things just drew us to the area um, independently. But Yeah, being able to be in a community where there are so many things happening culturally here right now that, that we wanted to live in a place where that was happening. <clears throat> we had a girlfriend in town from L.A. last week, and um, we took her to town and around, and she was shocked. She was like, oh, my God, this is not what I thought Arkansas was going to be like. Um, Small town Arkansas. 
Yeah, not what she expected, which was a good thing, a really yeah. good thing. No, I love that. So you kind of decided on the location. How did you bring this all to life? I can't even imagine what that process must have been like. We didn't. We had, we had no idea what we were doing. Lots of Red Bull. We, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I think, that there was a lot of adrenaline and excitement right out of the gate, and uh, and naivety, and we had no idea what we what we were in store for. Um, so I don't even know how to answer. I, looking back on it, it seems impossible that we did it. And and Laura was pregnant. We found out she was pregnant. We found out I was pregnant. Um, a week after we moved into this building, yeah, but we didn't have, it was just the building. So no walls, no, um, flooring, no paint. Our yeah. ceiling is half black because we were spraying, spraying it. And I found out I was pregnant, so we couldn't use a sprayer anymore. We and had one sink in the bathroom, we had a toilet and a, and a sink in the bathroom. We had no kitchen and we moved in and then we found out she was pregnant. Yeah. So that kind of. Um, change things. He had to do a lot of the work himself because I was pretty sick and exhausted at uh, the beginning. Yeah, and I, and I mean, we had probably we had, we would have pushed our own living space like out of the way for a while, um, but knowing that she was pregnant and you know it became I was in nest home. mode, so yeah, making a home became a lot more necessary quicker. Um, so everything just took a little bit longer. Yeah, we we had planned to open. Um, the summer we had our son, so two years ago, uh-huh. and um, it ended up happening a year later. So then we planned. Yeah, you know, because of because of that, because of some uh, some things business wise that we maybe went about the wrong way, dealing with uh, local government and not not realizing what was required of us and, and how long all the red tape took and permits long, and things like that how much yeah. money all the stuff that we didn't really know or think about prior so talk a little bit about that because I think that there is no roadmap when you're an entrepreneur um and I think that we all face those challenges so yeah. what what did you learn through that process what advice would you have for someone else maybe starting that <laughs> path you know because right. I feel like we can all learn from each other yeah, I mean, I, I think right out of the gate, you have to do a little bit of research in terms of what your zoning is and, and how difficult it's going to be or how willing the local government will be to allow you to change that from, from whatever it is to what you want it to be. And then I would, I would say hire an engineer right out of the gate and get some plans and see how much it's going to cost and see if it's even feasible. I think we honestly should have done all that before we even bought our piece of property because we turned down other properties that were more expensive, closer to town. Um, But then we ended up having to put in this crazy expensive driveway out here. So, you know, it kind of probably even out um, when all said and done. Mm -hmm. We also didn't know that they were going to require as much because we are out in the middle of nowhere. Um, so we kind of got started and then we were like, Hey, you guys, we're doing this thing. What do you need from us? Which was completely the wrong way to do it. Um, we should have gone to them first and, you know, gotten exactly what they needed from us. Um, so we would know that, you know, what to expect cost wise, because we, we kind of felt like we were way in over our heads when we started. 
Yeah, not a point. That checklist. <clears throat> I mean, I, these are the things that, that I would recommend to somebody. I would also say that had we done those things, we probably wouldn't have done it. I mean, we oh, would yeah. have. We wouldn't have ever thought it was yeah. possible. We would have felt so overwhelmed and, and like it was so out of reach that probably the best thing for us was when we had the motivation and the excitement to just do it and then get in trouble and have to backtrack <laughs> yeah. because we were already in so deep that we had to finish. Otherwise, I mean, it makes, it makes sense that a lot of people never start that have more knowledge than we do. Yeah. And this, I mean, this is an out-of-the-box idea. So did you find, was it easy to sell? Were people receptive of it? Did they embrace it? Or was it, did you kind of have to help educate people on this vision? <laughs> we get some confused phone calls sometimes. People that want to rent a spot for their trailer and don't really understand that concept. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I think people get it. I think people are excited yeah. about it. I think more people really get it than we thought would. We expected a lot of confusion, but um, the people that get it really get it. And then there's, of course, the 25% of the population that just still doesn't understand. Yeah. So we had a guy come out to do some dirt work a couple weeks ago, and he was like, so what is this place? So you people pay you to stay in these things? And he wasn't even being rude. He just didn't understand yeah, at it, all. It could have, I took it a little rude, but he didn't mean it to be. He was just very, very confused about <laughs> what, why anybody would be interested, why we did it in the first place. <laughs> but then we have people show up and they've got like custom made t-shirts on and all matching koozies that are made. People even hung up their own like flamingo string lights between the trailers last weekend. And yeah. Um, had all uh, matching shirts. It's Some people get really into it. Well, what can people expect to find when they come to the trailer resort? Maybe help describe the experience here and just walk us through what you have to offer. We have, um, well, first of all, we've got, this, we've got the six vintage travel trailers, all from the 50s through the 70s that we've, you know, in some cases totally gutted and remodeled. Um, other cases just sort of decorated a bit but they're all uniquely themed we've uh we've got a christmas themed one um the hate ashbury which is our 70s hippie trailer the pour some shasta on me which is our uh kind of ode to glam rock um the friends trailer of course the one with the trailer our friends themed which has been unreasonably popular <laughs> uh and the horn the horn is uh, our Western trailer based on the, the bar where Laura and I met and fell in love. And the Lisa Frank, what's called the Pink Fuzzy Unicorn, but it's very much an ode to Lisa Frank. So we've got the trailers themselves, the stars of the show. And they're parked um, in a semicircle around a pool surrounded by AstroTurf. We've got plenty of long games, uh, bago, horseshoes, uh, BB gun range. <clears throat> and then we have our our indoor game room with a with a half kitchen and games, uh, pool table ping pong, uh, vintage jukebox, some VHS, Atari, stuff like that. What am I leaving out? Take and leave library. We've got grills and things outside, so we've right. set this whole thing up where um, it's a pretty intimate setting. And um, we hope that people show up, enjoy the pool, enjoy each other, 
Yeah, we're hoping we don't have Wi-Fi, so we're hoping that maybe no people Wi-Fi. will have a conversation with each other. Partly because we can't get it because we're in the middle of nowhere, but also because it makes me a little happy to take it away from people for a couple of days. <laughs> Most people are okay with it. Yeah. But we've had a couple that mainly if they're missing a sports event yeah. that's uh, live streaming, Razorback games. <clears throat> Their a husband has been drug out here, and it's um, I think last week was the baseball World Series, and um, they really, really needed Wi-Fi. But I mean, even if we gave it to them, it wouldn't work with so many people trying to pull it. But but really, once people get beyond the initial shock of not having it, they're they're usually pretty okay. And I think that it adds to the experience. You know, we're never, we never are trying to pretend like we're the Hilton and provide luxury accommodations. I mean, the trailers are old. We're out in the middle of nowhere. You know, there there's are bugs. Bugs. There's there farmland all around us. So there's, they, they do occasionally, of course, leak when there's downpours like there have been for the last two months. So um, we just want people to be able to come to a place that's that's a little bit removed and. Um, and hang out and experience nature and, and relax and play and hopefully have some kind of experience that they can take back with them. Yeah. Well, it is such a fun vibe here. Thank you. It must have been so fun to decorate. It was fun. We collected things for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. It was just like our own treasure hunt of Things for each trailer when it when they're themed that was really fun. Um, but then also the game room and the community spaces. We just had a lot of free blank walls that we got to be creative with. I painted a giant paint by number on the wall when I was eight months pregnant, and then we probably have thirty vintage ones hanging. That's fun. We have a lot of people take pictures in front of those. They like those. Yeah. I've always, um, ever since Laura and I started going to estate sales when we first started dating, I've always uh, been drawn to sort of weird, tacky stuff and always had these strange collections that somehow she has found a way to make work in this space. <laughs> I don't know how, but it's a lot of weird. We have a really stuff. weird lamp collection. Yeah, <laughs> the ugly lamp collection. There's specifically, sometimes she'll find a lamp at, at, a, at Goodwill and say, hey, you like this lamp? I'm like, nope, not ugly enough. It's got to be. <laughs> They're like, bad. They've got to be really ugly. <laughs> well, you guys decided to make this just for grown-ups. What was mm-hmm. the intention behind that? Well, we just, it, we don't, it's not, <laughs> people sometimes get offended like we don't like children. <laughs> I mean, we have a child and, and we love kids. It's, uh, it's more about. Uh, if, if, if a couple, a married couple with children have the opportunity to get away from their child for the weekend and, <clears throat> and come to a place like this, that's, that's billed as a retreat. Uh, we don't want other people's kids to kind of be running around screaming, ruining their opportunity to relax and let loose because just having kids on the property sort of keeps people from letting go maybe as much as they would want to if that makes sense. It is such a small, intimate space. Like, you're on top of each other. Um, But we do have family-friendly dates. So we actually have, like, five coming up um, in July and August, which we're excited about. Those are some of my my favorite nights. 
are the family-friendly dates um, with all the kids running wild. So we, we do love that. We just want to keep it separated. So if you want to come as a couple when there are kids here, great. But you know what you're getting yourself into. You know you're not coming to lay in your hammock and read. Right. Um, but there will be kids splashing and playing, and you're cool with that. So it's just, it's just what you're looking for, I think. Yeah. So in addition to the trailer resort, you also – sort of kind of have a side business as an interior designer as well so that's what I did before this whole thing um when we were in California and I bartended and I did other things because everyone has eight jobs to live in California but um so I did some production design work some art department work and then I kind of had to throw everything into Flamingo Springs and our son um embracing all of that once. So I haven't had a ton of time, but when I do, yeah, I do have some freelance design jobs that um, I really, really enjoy. Um, it's fun to stay inspired creatively. Oh yeah, it is. And this whole thing is kind of, we got to this point, there's always a project, but we've also gotten to the point where it's running itself a little bit. Um, and so to be able to step away and focus on some other creative projects, I think is, is good for me. It's good for Zach. He's done some acting while we've been in Northwest Arkansas, which is we didn't expect to happen. So um, we both have the time now to kind of have a little me side project. Yeah, because we, we have some business Sunday night through Thursday night. But, you know, the <clears throat> most people want to stay on a Friday or Saturday night because they work normal jobs and it's the only opportunity they have. Mm-hmm. So we have a good portion of the week to pursue other interests and be with our son, um, work side jobs. Well, you guys literally went from living in one of the biggest cities in the country to a very, very rural area. So what we was did. that transition like? <laughs> um, the day we bought our land, I cried a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was excited, but also very nervous. We're 10 minutes from a grocery store. We are literally out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I, mean, I don't really think we could have found a sharper contrast if we tried. It was, it was a shock to the system, I think, for both of us a little bit. Yeah, but it's turned out pretty lovely. I mean, we are just a hop from Fayetteville, so we can really get to anything we want, and the job becomes shorter and shorter. And we looked at a lot of different areas of northwest Arkansas, and we just kind of happened upon Prairie Grove with our realtor, and we found this beautiful piece of land. Um, We didn't want raw land. We were looking for some kind of structure. We found an abandoned mechanic shop that we fell in love with and that didn't work out. So, but we were looking for something like that, starting completely from scratch, really scared us. Um, but we ended up doing it just because we found this beautiful piece of land. And luckily it's in Prairie Grove and um, we didn't know anything about Prairie Grove. We didn't know the difference in Prairie Grove and some of the other little surrounding cities, but there's such a cool little community here. Um, our f- son has, made little friends and there's a little farmer's market and the downtown of Prairie Grove is um, antique stores. It's really quaint. It's really cute. Historic Main Street. Yeah, historic Main Street. We get a lot of visitors from around the state and surrounding states that specifically come to Prairie Grove to shop and eat. And so it's cool to be part of that. And a town that, that 
its main focus so far, or what it's known for anyway, would be uh, antiques. You know, we, we fit in pretty well in that arena. And as far as the community being as great as they are, I think we got pretty lucky there. But we, don't, we did. We didn't. They've embraced us really well and welcomed us yeah. in our crazy venture, which is um, really cool. So now that you've kind of adjusted, what are the things that you have grown to love about rural living? Uh, the stars, for one. <laughs> it's really that, quiet. I don't think that's the answer you're looking for, but the stars. Man, no, I, I miss totally the, agree. I missed miss the stars. I the forgot stars what they looked cool. like. Yeah. Um, and just, I don't know, the as cliche as it might sound, the, I feel like I can breathe again a little bit, <clears throat> both because there's no smog like Los Angeles, but also because the, of the space. Everything just felt so fast and, and congested. Um, I found myself working maybe four jobs at one point just to, just to survive, um, not saving any money, not, not working toward a goal. I didn't have a mortgage. I was renting. So it was just, it just became, I just sort of started to wonder what's the point after a while but to be able to have this beautiful piece of land and this supportive community um, it gives you something to to work for I think it makes it all seem worthwhile I love the life we've created here I love the friends we've made I love our community I love this cool thing that we've built and all these freaking cool people that we meet I do not like the bucks I do not like the heat. The bugs are more than I was anticipating. The bugs are gross. They're gross. Um, I don't like the snakes, even though they're a little more rare than the bugs. But my wife's not very outdoorsy. Yeah, I know that we built uh, we built a trailer park (laughs) in the middle of nowhere. But do not do not stay on the astroturf. (laughs) Do not think that she's an outdoors person because she's not. We have sixty acres of land that. I haven't set foot on since we signed our papers two years ago, but we're going to hike soon. <laughs> it's pretty out there. It's also like 10 to 15 degrees cooler. In the woods. In the yeah. woods, yeah. What advice would you have for somebody thinking about tackling something as big as what you guys kind of dove into? We just did it, man. And we didn't, we had our plans on a napkin when we decided to do it. And. We have had several months where we have been so stressed about how we're going to pay our mortgage the following month, but somehow it's worked out. Like I said earlier, one of us will like pick up a side gig for a couple weeks or whatever, and we've somehow made it work, and I feel like the persistence is really important, but also like the... Yeah, naivety. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, well, yeah, I mean, a little bit of stupidity. Not stupidity, just, like, stubbornness. Stubbornness, for sure. But then also, like, like the what if, the worst case scenario, if we fail at this whole thing and we lose a bunch of money, we get jobs that we hate, and we make more money. And Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day. We did have months were really scary. Yeah. And somehow... Like, we worked our butts off and we, we made it happen. But just the 
if we had planned everything out and if we had known exactly what we were getting ourselves into, we probably wouldn't have done this. So there was some kind of beauty going into it blind. Yeah. I, the persistence that you mentioned, I think, is, is the most important because and having just having each other because there were there were there's a good amount of time there in the middle where Laura wanted to quit and I was very stubborn about we can't do it we've come this far we have to keep going it's going to be great you'll see and then we got to the end and I lost it <laughs> it's like I can't we should just we should just throw in the towel I was convinced that the universe was trying to protect us from like someone getting hurt on our property or something happening. I was like, no one wants this to happen but you. And a lot, I mean, a lot we of need to let wrong. it go. We need yeah. to walk away, cut our losses, um, because we're talking about spending, you know, so much money to dig ourselves further in this hole of this thing that we have no idea that we can pull off. Or if anybody want to come. Right. Frankly. And then at the end, when he was over it, I was like, oh, hell no. Like, we did not just do all of this to walk away now. Like, so we kind of picked up the slack when the other one was, when the other one was second guessing yeah. ourselves. Well, what's next for Flamingo Springs? Well, we, um, <laughs> it's hard to talk about what's next because I'm still exhausted from what's already happened. <laughs> Uh, we, we have lots of plans, uh, all of which require a fair amount of money. So we're going to sort of piece together things over the years, but we're permitted for eight trailers. So we have a couple that, a couple in the wings that we're, uh, that we're thinking about that we can't really talk about because they're Stop secret. super secret mm-hmm. themes right now. We are willing to accept votes though. Yeah. You know, suggestions. Okay. We'll take suggestions. Okay. There's one that is locked in that we can't talk about. But the other one I'd be willing to uh, discuss with, with our fans. Okay, uh, so. <laughs> <clears throat> the Friends has been so popular. It's the most popular one by far. And we just can't quite think of one to top that one. I mean, people have said The Office and you know, different things, but uh, it's just not it. And Friends has a really special place in our hearts. It's our happy place. We walked out of the ceremony of our wedding to the theme song. It was, it was really fun. We definitely have things we want, like a hot tub and things that are going to be really fun on the property. But I think what we're both most excited about, what we kind of envisioned when we got into this whole thing, were retreats here. So right now we're working with a DJ and a yoga instructor to do like a weekend relaxation retreat thing. And I am working with some artisans in the area and we're putting together a women's craft weekend retreat um so it'll just be like an all-inclusive price we'll have food catered in and we'll just have different bloggers doing workshops um for women over the weekend I mean obviously guys can come too um we also are doing like a mother child workshop weekend and we had talked about doing like a father-son survival class retreat thing out here so we um we're really excited about those we're really excited about some of the work that we can do with some of the local organizations um, out here. We talked about having like a Girl Scout thing out here with a lady, but more just um, yoga and meditation and team building and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We're, we're excited about that. Yeah. and That's <clears> where <throat> our energy is going to be focused on next. When we first started talking about this whole thing, it included 
an event space that we haven't gotten around to yet. Um, but hopefully within the next couple of years, that's something that starts to become a reality. It, it was going to be a barn, and now we're kind of tossing around some other cool ideas about what it could be instead of a barn, maybe. We're kind of over the barn. Yeah, just something. We're trying to figure out what's next. What's yeah. going to be the next what's barn? What's the next cool thing? Uh-huh. <clears throat> a multi-purpose space where we can obviously have weddings, um, but some of the special events that Laura's talked about, we have a bigger space to do those. Zach really wants to do some theater out here. I'd like to get back into the theater, Um, maybe some local bands, you know, any... We're permitted, we can have like a thousand people on the property without having to have like a special permit, so we want to have our own little um, music festival one day. Yes. Yeah. Flamingo stock. 2022. There you go. Put it on your calendars right now. 2022. And I just think it's, what a fun place for photo shoots and stuff. Oh, yeah, we have photo shoots. Perfect for that. All the time. They've been fun. We had a full-on wedding photo shoot last week, and they brought out this gorgeous, elaborate cake, and a florist came, and it was it was cool. Very fun. Yeah. Well, how do we follow along and keep up with all the new things that you guys are going to be implementing and everything you ha- already have going on here? We are at Flamingo Springs on both Instagram and Facebook. So, and, and also you can, well, there's a lot of information on our website at uh, flamingospringstrailerresort.com. And how far in advance do you recommend people reserve their space? Do you fill it pretty quickly? If, they're, if people are looking to stay during the summer, June through August, uh, we've had reservations for months now. We've been full for the 4th of July mm-hmm. and um, this huge flea market in Prairie Grove that's twice a year called the Junk Ranch for um, almost a year out. Yeah. For those big, but big events. But I think we only have like one or two weekend nights left this summer. Wow. So, but the fall is wide open and it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. Fall for me is ideal. You know, campfire time, sleeping in a trailer time. Yeah. I think fall could be really cool if. Uh, and if we're 30 minutes from the U of A. Yeah. Yeah. 30 minutes from the interstate. That's perfect. Not bad. Yeah. It's not bad at all. Well, you guys, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I love what you have going on here, and it's been great to hear you share your story. So thanks. Thank you. Thank you. We enjoyed it. I'm so glad we got to show it off. Well, I love how Zach and Laura have brought this idea to life and how their hard work is paying off. From the themed trailers and even the names of the trailers to the incredible decor, they have created a unique, one-of-a-kind experience, and I can't wait to see what's next. Be sure to check out the show notes for links, and you will definitely want to put Flamingo Springs on the list for your next road trip. Huge thanks to Zach and Laura for being on the podcast, and thanks to you for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Have a great day, everybody.